This is your spoiler warning. The following film will now be ruined by three idiots. What's the crack and welcome to the Three Halves Make a Whole podcast and this is the Christmas Film Review. My name is Jason. Ding dong merrily on high. My name is Jordan. I can't remember how this song goes, so my name is John. And we... <laughs> beautiful, guys, beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. We're doing well. Things are going well. Is it? <laughs> no. This week, um, we are reviewing a classic, a classic movie. Which you hadn't seen properly. <laughs> This is a timeless classic, and you haven't goddamn seen it fully. Yeah. Um, Souls. That movie is The Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah, boy. Perfect movie. Which came out in 1992. Yep. As we said. Directed by Jim Henson's son. That was mine. No, I wasn't going to talk about Fuck you. Stolen. I felt well proud because I was watching it, and then I saw it in like the opening credits, and I was like... It said, in memory of Jim Henson. And then mm-hmm. it said, directed by Henry. Brian Henson. Brian. Didn't even know his name. So that's my fact now. And then, and then I was like, wait, is that the difference? So I did like research. Ooh. Honestly, so did I. I thought it was a coincidence for first. I went, Let me just check. Yeah. So then I was like, so I was well proud that I did research for it. And then you stole it. You Good. stole it from me. Just like you English. That's what you do. You steal. You stealing. What feels English, but isn't. Half of the contents of the Natural History Museum. Uh, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on. John, did you like this movie? Yes. Jordan, did you like this movie? Yeah. Jason, did you like this movie? Zay. I wish I was host. I would have kicked you right then for the joke. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I'm not. It's good. It's good. It's good. I understand why you like it. I'm, I'm just going to send you a really upset meme or a disturbing meme. You're getting an axe. I, 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 I think, I think it's because one. I don't have the nostalgia with it. Do you know what I mean? I, I just don't think you have a childhood then. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. There were things in my childhood that I didn't have that other people had. I'm not going to say. I know you're waiting for one of us to say it and I had the joke in my head. As we've already found out, I've never seen this movie before. Yeah. Boo-hoo. Yeah. At me at Twitter. At least I'd seen Home Alone. Jordan. When mm-hmm. was the first time, or what's the, your earliest memory oh of seeing God. this movie? I don't know the earliest memory. I remember, I remember watching it every year I've watched this film. That and Top Gun, because that's my dad's favourite Christmas film, <laughs> even though it doesn't take place at Christmas. Should da- okay. <laughs> Says a lot. John. <laughs> moving on. That's my name. Yeah, swiftly. Swiftly moving on to John. What, what was your first or early memory of The Muppets Christmas Carol? The Muppets have just always been there for me. Genuinely, I have no memories before the Muppets were in my life. So... Yeah, I, I remember, um, John, you just love the puppeteering stuff, don't you? Oh, hell yeah, boy. Um, like... <sighs> I, I literally just get distracted thinking about Muppets at this point. It's really bad. But no, I, I, um, I genuinely don't remember a time before the Muppets was on my TV. Mm-hmm. I, I used to watch this film all the time. It was like every Christmas it would be on um, 
oh, ITV2 all the time and I'd watch it on the, uh, oh God, this is going to sh- show my age, on the VHS. Oh, yeah. I remember the VHS of this. Oh, and um, yeah, just the Muppets have been a big part of my childhood. Likewise. Like, I was really tempted to try and do the um, Kermit voice for the entire no, no, review, no, but I can't no, do it. No, we, we need to go through this review without an impression. Yeah, that would because be a the, win. There are two people, there are two characters in this film. There's Michael Caine and Kermit the Frog. There, we cannot do an impression of these people. Yeah, but I, I want to do impressions of no, them. But you, no. you guys already sound like Michael Caine. So... <laughs> no, we don't. All English people sound the same. That's that's racist. Racist? racist? Or no, no, no. Fact. <laughs> Fact. You sound like Paddy O'Malley. Who's Paddy O'Malley? Every Irish person. Well, he's Republic of Ireland. It's a different country. Oh, sorry. So, get your facts all right. You, I, all you Irish look the same. North, Republic and Northern. Well, we look like English people as well. Are you talking about? No, you don't. You're all ginger, except for you. You're an anomaly. I have ginger in my beard, though. I have ginger in my beard. All I'm seeing is grey. <laughs> I'm sensitive about that. That's the stress of being an adult, ladies and gentlemen. No, that's the stress of editing this podcast. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we get a uh, our, our, our local IMDb announcer to tell us the synopsis? Local. I, I, I don't have IMDb up. I'm just going to literally speak from the heart right now and say, oh, Jesus. the Muppets do the classic Charles Darwin novel, A Christmas Carol, with British actor Michael Caine. And that's all you need to know about the summary. That is the film. Our reviews would probably be more concise and better than IMDb's. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't. Bloody plot summaries on IMDb sometimes. They're either like four lines long or like two pages worth of an essay describing just the opening. That's a fair comment. I feel like Jason's having a stroke. What's up, Jason? I hear things in the distance. Okay, so for the audience, Jason is expecting a shop, a shopping delivery, and he looks like a dog who's hearing sirens in the far distance, like, where, where are they? Huh? I sense intruders. I sense them. They're coming now. They are near. I must bark. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> Segway. Say hello to the Segway HT, an evolution in personal transportation. What this movie does so well is the blend of Muppets and live action actors. It is beautiful. Like the Muppets has always, since its inception, done quite well with having puppets interact with people. Mm -hmm. But in this film, I think out of all the films that were coming out around this time, with Muppets, it is the best one for actually integrating them properly. The sheer amount of them that there are, all all yeah. on screen at once, all talking and moving, that, I don't care what's going on behind the scenes, that's still a lot of work for people to do. Mm. Yeah, I was, I was looking at it, I was like, I didn't realise there was this many Muppets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm not, I am not Muppet crazy. I've not really, I knew the Muppets were a thing, but I never really watched them growing up. Um, I don't think my parents were really that interested in them because I think maybe because they're not, you can't really 
lip read the no, Muppets? No, because they haven't got lips. So um, I think that's fair enough. I don't know enough. if our audience know why that would be I a thing I think they do. I think I've mentioned it in a podcast. But Should we just it mention it now yeah. just to be safe? Because just in case people... I got you... deaf parents, boy! <laughs> Not dead or deaf. His parents yeah. can't hear. That's a funny story, actually, but no. I, 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 I actually needed it. <laughs> you should probably explain this funny story. This could be cut. I just want to know yeah. what the f*** you're talking about. <laughs> I realised that was not a really good thing. Oh, dear. Um, so I remember when I was a kid, I was in like a Sunday school or a Sunday oh, no. like summer scheme thing. and He was with the priests. <laughs> on his knees. Um, it was at, it was at ch- some church I never went to and I never been to again, so I don't know even know why I was there. Um, anyway, they were the, the people who were running it. They had all of us. They had all of us in a room. They were talking about this thing, and they they were going through like this Bible text, and it said death, as in dead death, D E A T H. And like, do you guys know what that is? And I was one of your parents, <laughs> and I was a young kid, and I I put my hand up in the air. <laughs> And I went, my parents are deaf. And <laughs> there was like five leaders in the room and they came up to me. I think I, they, asked, they told me to stand up and said, and they came over and they're like, oh, no, it's okay. And I was like, oh, no, it's fine. They're still alive. They just can't hear. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, so there you go. How did we not know that story? We've been friends for years. <laughs> <laughs> You've told us all of these stories, like your mum literally turning to not hear you shout at her. Yeah, yeah. But, but do you know what's funny about that story for me? Is even as a kid, you were socially inept and you still <laughs> are. <laughs> Nothing's changed. <laughs> why, why are you adding me like this? <laughs> wow. Um, so, yeah, so basically, so my parents you could are have deaf. Said so that story happened like a year ago, and I'd have been like, yeah, I believe that. <laughs> well, back then I didn't really know words. I know words now. Do you? Barely. Barely. We're really insulting you now. We're sorry. We're not. Like I said, I've never seen this movie before, and I didn't really make a lot of notes. I think no. I think that's good that you didn't, because you. That to yeah. me is just you just sat and watched it and enjoyed it. Hopefully, I hope. Please well, say. Well, I, I don't know because I I sat and I wrote the notes and I just didn't really know what to make notes of because I know the story. Mm-hmm. I know the, the the Christmas Carol story. So it's like, well, nothing's new here, really. Um, one, so how many moats? How, moats? how many moats, moats did I make? I don't um, know. That's a lot of digging. Badum tish. Did you guys make much notes? Because you've seen this movie loads of times. Did you have a lot of notes? I... What did you make notes about? I make mo okay. Oh, God damn it, I said moats as well, you piece of shit. I made notes about moments that I liked and like, because yeah, the story I know, but for me it was less the story, more the execution of how they did it and moments within that. My last note, and this is how far I got. Ghost of Christmas past is creepy. Yeah, that's one of mine. <laughs> one of mine is, I feel the vibe of Rizzo the Rat. I'm here for the food. Mine is quite long. Yours is an essay. Yours is an essay. <laughs> we make moments, you make paragraphs. This is, not, make... this is not an essay, this is banter. Michael Caine is so good as Ebenezer Scrooge. 
Yes. Michael Keane is so good. Full stop. stop. <laughs> yeah, I should have said that. Michael Keane is so clearly loving life in this role. Mm-hmm. I, I really think he is. I, I had no idea on the background if he really hated it or whatever. But he seemed to be like in a sense of childlike wonder with the um, Muppets around him. So I don't know whether he watched the Muppets back when they first came out and he mm. enjoyed it. So I, I don't know. But I, it seemed like he was really loving life being in yeah. this film. And he didn't have to go as hard as he did. But he came no. in and he went hard. Yeah. He's an emotional range, man. I wrote down, always happy to see Michael Kinn. I mean, okay, Jason, you're a musical guy. You love musicals. See, the music in this film is a bop. Yeah, I'll give you that. There's no, I'll give you it. It just is. And if you disagree, you're wrong. I mean, the only one that I've heard of before was Marley and Marley. Mm. It's Marley and Marley. The rest of them, I was like, these are all solid, but none of them, I can't remember any of the other songs. Okay. I, I, okay. So I, you I, can't like remember. It's, they're not bad. I just, for me, like I said, I didn't grow up with this. This is my first time watching it. And I mm-hmm. really think this is a great movie for you to watch with your family on Christmas whilst you're going up in the Christmas mood. But I'm not with my family and I'm not in the Christmas mood as of yet. So I'm like, and I don't have that nostalgia that always makes a movie better. So I'm just like about, mm-hmm. it's good. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it's good, but I don't have that, you know, commitment to the movie. One of the things I like most about this movie is that all the songs are done in real time rather than it being a moment out of time where they perform. And then it's like, like kind of like a separate part of it. Whereas this, it's very much in the moment. They're singing and then Scrooge turns around and they're like, okay, cool, right, off we go. Uh, Back okay, to, yeah. 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 That kind of thing. Whereas other films, it's singing, 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 pause. And now we'll go flow back in as if the song never really happened. It all works really well. Right, it molds together. Because, because the Muppets do that. And that's what it's great. This feels like an extension of the Muppet show. It doesn't feel like they're trying to be something completely new for um, a movie. They know that what the Muppets is, and it's you come for the Muppets and the heart, and they get that balance of heart and Muppetry really great. Because I I genuinely really love Gonzo and uh, Rizzo. They did the narrator like it kind of felt like Gonzo was kind of like the compare. Yeah, because we saw him so frequently but I think that was done so well like I didn't Mm -hmm. feel the narrator was out of place and that's something I think a lot of films fail on and this film exceeds that is it knows how to use the narrator it knows when to have them to do jokes and to be silly and to be muppety but then they know but they know exactly when to step out because one moment that has always stuck with me it's near the end of the film is when they go we'll see you in the final act and they leave. And that emotional end where it's um, Ghosts of Christmas yet to come. And that actually still hits me. That is such a powerful, creepy moment. That thing creeps me out still. And I remember it gave me nightmares when I first watched this film. Yeah. Because it was just, there was nothing in that hood. It was just pitch. And I was like, mm, nope, unsettling. Yep. Yeah, but do you know it's... what I mean? I'm just like, 
that's why I'm like it's so indifferent because that's it's not that's Charles Darwin's story. It's not. If I was to comment on the plot, I'm like, well, it's not the Muppets Christmas Carol's plot. It's Charles but you're Darwin's. Not, you're not going to. You know what I mean? The thing is, with these films, you don't comment on the plot. You know the plot. It's the execution of the plot. Okay. So for me, I didn't. I know, like, like you say, I know the plot. I know exactly each beat that's going to happen. I don't know how they're going to do it or how they're going to present it. Interesting. Okay. And that right. is completely different. See, I read um, A Christmas Carol. I've been that idiot who has actually decided to sit down and read Charles Darwin's book of it. And I still love this more. I still love this more because it tells it in such a friendly way. Mm-hmm. And it has so many... Do not eat. No, no, no. Continue no. your point. Don't let him distract it has, you. It has so many little references to the book. Mm-hmm. As well, like with just lines and dialogue and just even details in it. Uh, like how in, in Marley and Marley, you feel like the song has been crafted from their fate mm. and matches that description in the book. And it's great, like the chains bursting up and grabbing them. It's, oh, it's lovely. The first thing that I noticed, and I was like, this is quite actually educational, is when we mm-hmm. first meet Gonzo as Charles Dickens, he says he says this really creepy line to start it off and Rizzo's all like whoa dude whoa it's really creepy and I was like well that's the first line in the book and I was like well that's actually quite educational because I, I haven't read the book and I was oh, like okay. that's, that's quite educational so it's but they have moments like great. that throughout yeah, like yeah, some of the lines he, are just ripped straight from the book no no but I think what I was going to continue your point and say why that works so well is because it sets you up for learning as a kid because now you you know when Gonzo says stuff, it, it, he's not just saying lines of dialogue. He's not just talking. He's actually paraphrasing the book in a way. He is using that as his inspiration. And he becomes Charles Darwin, even though it's obviously Gonzo the Great. Yeah, because you would, a lot of times, especially more in recent years, is if it's a family movie or if it's kids movie, they always try and dumb it down. And yeah. You know, it's not as true to source material because they think it's a bit heavy. So they try and make it a bit easier for, for kids to watch. But this, it doesn't do, it doesn't shy away from its source material. It uses it. And I think that's its, probably its biggest strength is how well that they use the source material. Like just reaffirming your point, John, when you're reaffirming my point, uh, when I was reaffirming yeah. your point. Inception. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I just think this film, I think that's something that kids' films need to do more is to look back at films like this that yeah. you know not to do, dumb it down because kids are pretty smart. For all their like, silliness, kids are really perceptive. And they're getting smarter. Yeah. I mean, there's, a, there's literally a line where Rizzo's like, how do you know what's going on? We can't see. And he's like, I'm, I, I think, is it omnipresent? So he's like, I know. Omnipresent, I'm, I'm no, I'm omniscient. I'm omnipotent. Um, um, yeah, I, I couldn't think of the word that he says. But I'm an idiot. But like, so I'll say that now. But as a kid, I was like, what does that mean? And I looked it mm. up. I was like, that's really cool. And it does. It explains exactly why he knows what's going on. Because he is, as you say, he is the narrator. And as John said, he knows exactly, they know exactly when to leave. They know exactly where to be. And I like that moment of them going, well, how do you know this is going on inside? How do you know what's going to happen next? It's like, mm. well, I, I know because I know. 
and, and they do a great job of I've said this before, but they balance the educational with the silly slapstick. Yeah. With having um whenever they're outside the windows, the windows mm, yeah. will smack them off and they will fall. And that's Brilliant. something that on paper, like now, I don't think would work is you know, near the end of the movie when Scrooge is, you know, being all happy and stuff, and they're by the window and Rizzo's mm. like um, I don't think we should be here and Gonzo's like well what, what could go wrong and then they fly open the window but that's what's con- that's, that's already happened before in the movie mm-hmm. and I'm like why is this funny because that seems like something that's cheesy and like well duh it's going to fly open duh it's not funny because we already saw it coming duh but I still laughed and I don't know why I think the reason why it's funny in this film is because they don't make a big deal of it happening the first couple of times mm-hmm. and then these characters already know, they know this should happen and they know history should repeat and they should get hit. But they're like, eh, this ain't going to happen again. Mm-hmm. And Those then it things. does. And we're, because we're expecting it to happen and we're like, oh, prove us, prove us that you're idiots. And we're like, haha, it's that slapstick sort of, we know the slapstick's coming, but it's funny. Yeah. <sighs> there is a self-referential moment of them going, should we be standing here knowing that the window might open? Because they, they literally say, should we be standing here because of what happened last time? And they're like, yeah, it's fine, whatever. And that's what John was saying. It, the slapstick, it feels like it should be cheesy, but it's not. It's well done. When they're looking into Scrooge's office and it's like, they can't see in. So he grabs Rizzo and cleans the window with him. And Rizzo replies, thanks for making me a part of this. <laughs> I laugh at this film at the childish moments just the same as I did when I was a child because they're still funny. Because they don't play the comedy dumb either and that's something... Like, we're not just talking about this film doesn't treat kids like they're idiots with the educational side. It doesn't treat kids like idiots with the comedy. A lot of the comedy, yeah, it's there are immature moments and it's silly, but it doesn't dumb down the jokes. It doesn't just go, oh, it's funny because... He shouldn't have that reaction, laugh. It just does it and lets you chuckle and just lets you enjoy. There is a moment that reminded me of us three. And it's the moment where Gonzo and Rizzo are staring at each other and they just go, and Rizzo just kisses him. He goes, (laughs) That's, I love that moment. I saw that and was like, that's very much a thing that we would do when we're just staring at each other in class. And we just go, Mwah. Yeah, and, and that's what I, I just think this, oh, I'm just so happy that we've done this film. I'm not going to lie. Every other year, I'm probably going to be a Scrooge, but right now, while mm-hmm. we're doing The Muppets, I'm really happy. I think, because I'm not that hot on The Muppets. Mm-hmm. Do you know, <gasps> I'm very yeah, indifferent. Um, no, that's not me saying that I think The Muppets are bad. No, I'm just not too hot on it. I'm like, cool, it's a thing. You know, other people love it. I don't, Mm -hmm. but not because it's bad, just because I don't, you know. Um, So I'm watching this movie. I'm just like, yeah, it's the Muppets. Um, And I think that's more of a personal thing Mm -hmm. than, you know, you know, me saying that it's bad because it's not like I I would probably show this to my kids if I had kids. Mm -hmm. Um, Would I watch it with them? Probably not. Would I turn this on to keep them distracted yes i think that as as john and i stated in uh, earlier on 
we we want to rec- we're going to record the 2011 Muppet film. I think you're going to really like that because that, that is more oh. that's more up your street. Oh, okay. Seen, yeah. Good. I'm just not hot um, in the Muppets. I can't. I it just. Is it, I just. Do you reckon it's because it? you weren't right? It's because you didn't experience them at a young age, so you have no. really no connection to them. Whereas John and I, 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 I grew up on them. I remember watching the Muppets I when I was younger. Well, I grew up. My childhood was Wallace and Gromit, Muppets, yeah. um, things like that. I just get these moments watching this film, and I, and I must admit, I get very nostalgic. Um, so my biggest memories with this film is watching it at my grandparents' house. Mm-hmm. And this year, this film has definitely hit differently because my granddad passed away this year. Mm-hmm. So re-watching it and what, especially seeing um, Spirit of Christmas Present, who we always said looked like my granddad as a joke. It kind of made me more attached to that character watching it and I had a lot of nostalgia and a lot of enjoyment and yes I know there are elements in this film that I could talk about and go oh, that's bad that's not as good that hasn't aged well but I just don't want to not out of any um things as a reviewer going oh I shouldn't but as someone who thoroughly loves this film and thinks it's something that should be should be shown and should be celebrated I just can't bring myself to Mm-hmm. it's okay i'll do it for you yeah <laughs> that's that <laughs> see for me it's not even that there's there there is a nostalgia but not in the same way as you john for me i i can look past these bad points because they're still well done mm. for for when the jokes when the bad jokes are made for when the things that didn't age well to me all of that i view it as in when it was made not now so for me it's like well that was 92 that's going to hit a lot different. It's like some of the jokes in Friends, which I still can't believe is popular now. It's atrocious. I don't like Friends, sorry. It's awful. It is the worst thing. <clears throat> I think we like to try and insult like all the different fandoms. I think that's what John's mission is. John's mission is to insult all fandoms. No, no. Yes. Friends is a bad, is a bad set of... Friends is a bad series. And the fact that it's popular now, my partner... Okay. Sorry. Like Judy's... Friends. Judy's sister loves it she's 14 how 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 does she like it she will not under, she probably doesn't understand half the jokes in it it's quite adult so sorry just to get us back on track with the muppets sorry. i was i was about to say i don't think there are any if i was to be very objective i don't think there are any bad moments in this film mm-hmm. i think there are moments that haven't aged well and I think there yeah. is some um, voice acting that um, on a closer inspection is a bit like, okay, that's a bit off at points. But then I look at the scope of this film. Like, it's like, compare this to Jingle Jangle, which we literally just did that. And one of my things about Jingle Jangle, as I was saying, for its scope and for the money behind it, it felt small. It felt like it was very contained. This film feels huge because it's constantly going to new locations. It is constantly moving. And even though, yes, some of the insides are reused, it's done in such a way that you almost don't notice when it's reused set or repurposed because it just flows and it goes places. Hmm. I don't know, like, 
for me, like you're right, there's nothing really much bad about it. There's some things that didn't age well, like in the Marley and Marley song, the chains when they go on Ebenezer Scrooge um, aren't coming from the right place at the very beginning yeah. and it's not the right lighting on the chains and stuff. But I was like, eh, it's 92, I'll give it a pass. But for me, because I've got, I've got nothing going into, I've got no ties. I was just like, it's just very average. I know, I know you're going to be like that, but that's what my whole experience was like, yeah, okay. I never, there was no pops, which is a wrestling terminology is whenever you get a pop is when you get a rise in any sort mm-hmm. of emotion. And I didn't pop really at any point. There was one pop I had towards the end was when Miss Piggy was ready to like fight Throw down. Michael Caine. Yeah, oh, that, that, yeah. That, that popped me. I love me. that moment. Yeah, that popped me. But other than that, there wasn't really much. That I, I quite like the Ghost of Christmas Present. He was quite fun. But other, do you know, I didn't really pop. Do you know what I mean? Now, that could be because I'm not hot on the Muppets, but do you know what I mean? So, like, I get, I completely get where you're coming from. Yeah, like, but I think if it's average, I don't think that's bad. I'm happy with average. No. Average means it's not crap, and I prefer that. Um, haven't we used yeah. average as an insult for films? No, I haven't. I have. Oh, okay. I, John and I have. I do. I, I quite like it because average is fine. Average is fine. However, boring, average boring is bad. But this wasn't average boring. It was just average. You know. I think it's. In, I think this film is entertainment at its simplest form. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, obviously, when you make a movie, you're obviously, in some regard, looking to entertain, even if it is a sad film. But I think this film encapsulates what it means to entertain because its songs are great. And yet I know a lot of people go, some of them are average, but even when a Muppet song is average, you could still remember parts of it and you'll still get that nostalgia and that um, entertainment value from it. I, I 100% agree. I think for me, it does, it encapsulates. This is, and I'm going to say this as a, from a, if I was to watch this, without any with non-biased viewpoint it is something that i'm not a musical person i love this as a musical because to me it is it may only have a few songs but it it feels like christmas right this is the most christmasy film that we've watched and that's just that no it is it is the most christmasy film no i'm agreeing i'm agreeing i didn't hear you it sounded like you went yeah no i went yeah that's okay I, I do want to move on to a big talking point. Um, I want to talk about the heart in this film. Um, and I, I want to kind of ask Jason first, because Jason's had the most um, lukewarm response to this film. That's fair What to say. did you think about the emotional beats in this film? Uh, like Tiny Tim, uh, Christmas Yet to Come, and Scrooge's change of heart those emotional moments tiny tim i didn't feel connected to tiny tim because the first time we saw tiny tim and i correct me if i'm wrong if it's in the original but for me from remembering other uh, scrooge movies we see tiny tim before the coast of christmas present Correct me if I'm wrong, it's been a while since I've seen a Scrooge movie. So I didn't feel as connected to this Tiny Tim. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. For the Christmas y- yet to come, for me, I was just like, I 
I didn't feel anything because I knew what was happening. I knew what was coming. Mm. Um, and also there was a line where whenever Scrooge was, he overheard people talking about him and he was like, I feel like I know who they're talking about. Mm-hmm. But then whenever they went to the graveyard, he was all like, I need to know who they were talking about. So for me, it was like, did you not already know who they were talking about? It's, I think it's the same in the book. He, he has an idea, but he doesn't know. He doesn't have the confirmation. Okay, cool. So the gravestone in, in the book is like that confi- confirmation in oh, it, what, to him that all these things he's heard isn't just him going, oh, they're about me for no reason. It is about him. It is his actions that are going to drive him to this point of um, being so unloved and uncared for that people are going to be celebrating his death. But I think that's just the, uh, my opinion on the Chris, on a Christmas Carol, that that whole you know the death thing doesn't really hit for me because I'm like, well, you're 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 gonna die at some point, you know. What I mean, it just never hit home for me in any of the Christmas Carols, so that's just a thing. And then his um, change, yeah, I, I I felt it, especially with his musical number going into all the shops and stuff. Mm. Yeah, I thought it definitely had a lot of heart there. It definitely did have a lot of heart going up. Like whenever we saw him as a as a kid mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, like whenever he was talking about, but whenever people joked that he got left alone at Christmas, I was like, oh, there definitely is heart, one hundred percent. I bring you forth a quote. Uh, Before I draw near to the stone to which you point, said Scrooge, answer me one question: Are these the shadow of things that will be, or are they shadows of things that may be only? Mm-hmm. which is a direct quote and is actually quoted in the film mm-hmm. yeah so it, that's I what think... i meant by there are so many references to right. the book sorry and then just i think what i always take away from that moment in the graveyard it's not about the fact that he's died it's not about that it's about his memory and legacy which, which is always profound to talk about, especially considering Hamilton's always such a big thing now, because that's about legacy and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it's that idea that when we're gone, what do we leave behind? That we, what have our actions left? And that's what he's scared of. He's scared that his name will be cursed and that his grave will be destroyed and that he will be forgotten so quickly because he was just so vile and so unloved but then that makes for, for me that makes his change of heart selfish to me um like well because i thought no sorry ignore me i was on a different point ignore me no you are right there is a certain yeah. element of selfishness to it because he he, he, was, he was scared he was scared about ending up like marley and marley yeah wasn't he and that's why i want that's why I yeah. thought he wanted to change, but that, then yeah, that it evolved, seemed like, though. yeah, yeah. So that's why I was like, ignore yeah. me. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, no, you are right. The thing with yeah. Scrooge and A Christmas Carol, I, for me, as someone analysing it, I think it's a very interesting thing because it kind of looks at the idea of being selfish, but for the right reasons, and it goes, yes, you can be selfish, but if you're doing it for a good reason in a way like it i feel like scrooge's character can be used to make that argument because he doesn't use his second chance to be selfish and get a second chance by being horrible to people he 
ch genuinely changes and makes people's lives better and is a better person. So eventually that selfishness that started it disappears and just becomes his kind heart. And that's what I think is nice that there is that evolution. There, there's, a, there's a clear, as you say, there's a clear start of his progression is, it is a very selfish start. It's, I don't want to be in chains. I don't want to be like this. That's probably not going to happen though. But then we get, to, when we go with uh, the Christmas past, we see him as a kid and we get to experience why he doesn't like Christmas. Then we get to see how he, he fell in love. Then we get to see how that love didn't work out. And there's that progression. And then Chris, with Christmas present, we see how his own family, his own nephew, he's an, something unwanted. And it, 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 I think that hits, for him, that hits home. Like, oh, I don't need them, Sodom. But then he sees, even though he treats Bob Cratchit like shit, Bob Cratchit still tried to propose a toast to him. And I think seeing Tiny Tim, and I, you see it in Michael Caine's eyes, yeah. he wells up, he feels for that and then when he finds out yeah. tiny tim won't be there next christmas that kind of pushes him along even more and that evolution is ever changing the selfishness of i don't want to end up like marley and marley turns into i don't want the people around me to be affected by my negativity in such a yeah. way that that i'm not wanted or that they hate me mm -hmm. Because it becomes selfishness in a way for a good reason. It becomes, mm -hmm. he wants to be liked, which is a selfish goal, but he doesn't go about it by going, here, here, have money and be my friend. He does it by being a good person. So it kind of counteracts mm -hmm. that selfish, almost uh, justification for doing it because it, he d does show care and he does show that he actually cares. And, it's, and I, I think the moment that for me in this film that shows that, is when Michael King, uh, Scrooge, arrives at Bob Cratchit's house and goes, you are not here on um, this morning. And that is why I will be giving you a raise. And I think because it shows he's learned to make fun of himself. He's mm -hmm. learned that, yeah, I was a dick. I was wrong. I'm going to try. I'm trying, though. Yeah. And that's nice to me. I have a... Th I have a like suggestion and i'm not i'm not sure how i feel about it but i felt because obviously kermit is the most popular muppet the most famous muppet sorry mm -hmm. yeah um and i was like well he's not really in it that much so i was thinking what would it be like if kermit was scrooge i i don't know would it damage kermit or would I it think like it would. add to him see i i think it would damage him because of how prior in history we've seen how caring and how warm and welcoming of a person is to have him play someone so cruel mm. and empty really mm. as as scrooge would damage his character in a way i think it doesn't boil down to whether it damages um kermit or not in that regard mm -hmm. it, it but in my mind that boils down to does it damage the legacy of jim henson Mm -hmm. because Jim Henson is Kermit to a lot yeah. of people mm -hmm. and Jim Henson as a person did so much good and was such a, a objectively a good person who genuinely wanted to entertain and to give people the joy of laughter 
and brought it in such a unique way that I think turning Kermit into Scrooge would be like turning Jim Henson into Scrooge. So I think that's why it always works with these Muppets to have a central human character okay. to take away some of that um, evil thing because you don't really have evil, evil Muppets in most of the films or anything. Yeah, they can be bad and da da da, but they normally have redemptions or are just cartoonly evil. Mm-hmm. They aren't bad to their core like Scrooge was. I don't know. I felt I kind of felt like the Muppets, except for like Gonzo and stuff, all felt like side characters. Even though, but is is that the point that it's like it's, yeah, it's yeah. Christmas Carol, but the Muppets are in it? Because I felt yeah. I just yeah. Uh, that's why it's called a Muppets Christmas Carol and not the Muppets Christmas Carol. It's it's a production as if the Muppets are doing it. Yeah, it's okay. like how I imagine them. It's like when you're watching a TV show. And the characters then start putting on a play. They're playing the characters, playing themselves, sort of thing. So, like, I, I, that's why I always quite like it, because it's Kermit playing Bob Cratchit, but still being Kermit at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. There, there is a moment that gives it away that it is a play, or them pretending, or, or them being the characters. There's Sam the Bald Eagle. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he goes. It's the American way, and then Gonzo's like, no, no, this, this is set in the UK, the British way. And to <laughs> me, like watching it, I was like, yeah, that's exact. Like by breaking that character and going, no, it's we're actually doing it in the UK, so you need to. This is you set in the yeah. UK, so you kind of need to. That is that me going. That's a production. That's them cor- correcting the person in the production. Live on stage, right? Yeah, it's like how um, it's like how they always mention that things are fake. Like um, when Rizzo eats things, he goes, "Oh, it, oh, it, does he say, oh, it's that's clay or something like that?" Oh, I think it's oh, you know that fuzz is wax. Oh, that yeah, fruit is wax. wax. Yeah. Oh, it's wax. Yeah, because that's just a prop. It's all props, and mm-hmm. it's all. Oh, it's right. all I I didn't. I I saw that as. Do you know when you have like decorative fruit in your house? Yeah, yeah, I do unfortunately know what you mean. Yeah, so I thought I thought that's what it was, but I never that that's funnier I, that it's a prop. Yeah. Yeah, I've always read it that it is literally the Muppets doing mm-hmm. a play because how Gonzo is always like at the very start, they're like, You're Gonzo, not Charles Dickens. And it's like, No, I'm Charles Dickens. Shut the f- up, man. I like the script, sort of thing. Do we have anything else we want to say about this movie? kind of want to talk about the music a bit more yeah let's do it just because we haven't let's... really talked about the songs. right let, so, let me let like, me get up the songs and i'm just doing that remember. i'm gonna quickly jump in and go the costuming for every oh, character yeah. including the muppets is so on point the costume set design and prop design is all beautifully done i just realized something that i wanted to mention I love that when Scrooge has his change of heart is when he finally gets colour to his costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the scarf. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a really nice visual thing to show his change. Yeah. I, 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 like I said, like you, you say about costumes and stuff, I'm like, yeah, same. You know, I just thought, mm. I just thought everything was average, but a good average. Like, like this movie was solid. It was solid. Yeah. But nothing really jumped out at me as be like, yeah, that's next level. I can yeah. see why people love it so much. 
the reason for me why it's above average isn't because it's the Muppets. It's because they did a blend of of puppet of the Muppets and live action and musicals, which is inherently Muppet-like, in such a way, include with a historical piece, and it is all done so well and all blends well so to get like it blends so well together that it takes it from just an av- good average film to something greater because that's a lot of work behind the scenes to have all those Muppets dancing and moving, all of them singing and like, even if it's, because they're going to have to sing for everyone to hit the live action people to hit their beats. Mm-hmm. And the fact that all of that's going on, to me just screams how good this film is. That I don't, I don't care how long it took. I know they, it's film, so they, they can redo it a bunch. But the fact that it came out as well as it did in, with all of those things going on in the back, that just propels it from a good average film to a great film to me. I don't know. I feel like it's puppets and I would expect that from them. Do you know what I mean? Like if, if, if they were going to do that, like and balance it all, like if you're not going to balance all, the, all that, don't make the movie. Do you know what I mean? I agree with you completely, Jason. Um, if you do a Muppets film, you've got to go all in. It's it's like why the Happy Time Murders doesn't work. It's because mm. they go half in on all of the puppet stuff. Even yeah. though it does have um, oh Brian, um, yeah Henson Brian Brian Henson in, does it, yeah. in it, like doing the puppet work. But you can just tell w- that there's so much passion behind this production and that's what I think makes it work for me as an above average film mm. it's because and yes I know there is nostalgia and everything clouding my vision in some senses but at the end of the day I genuinely love this film and I genuinely cannot think of a film that has so much love and passion in it and that just is so infectious even though I know uh, by all rounds it is average it is a strong average film but to me, it's so special. Yeah, and for Christmas movies especially, because Christmas film movies are special. They, it can be the most average stuff, but as long as it has like that central theme of family mm. and heart, then it's the best Christmas movie you know in the world. As long as as long as it has that, and mm. that's why Christmas movies are so interesting to me because. It doesn't matter on how good it is. All that matters is like as long as it, as long as it ticks the boxes and has heart, then it's a good Christmas movie, um, in my opinion. Anyway, yeah. So that's why I'm like, this is a great Christmas movie, and I can't say you know other than anything I've already said. So I was just wondering something when this film came out was 1992. Jim Henson died in 1990, so this mm-hmm. is only two years from when the creator of the Muppets passed away. That they made. An amazing Muppets film. That That's is... what it has in loving memory of Jim Henson on it. Right. I didn't. I didn't realize how because I thought he was gonna. I thought he had passed away, like in the eighties. So I wasn't one hundred percent. I was like, okay. But the fact that it's so much sooner is that they had to get someone to replace Henson. Yeah, and well, it's also in loving memory of Richard Hunt, who was also a puppeteer in the Muppets. Yes. Um, yeah. And I, I think what, when I first saw that, that it was a memory of, of Jim Henson and this guy, and then straight after it had like directed by or a story mm-hmm. by, um, Brian Henson, I was like, oh, this is a family movie to the core, and I really, it, it does definitely come out, it definitely shows that this is a family movie to the core. This was such a massive like love 
family project for Brian. And that's probably why it works so well and why you guys love it so much and why you guys feel the heart of it so much. It's because of that. And that's, it was made with that intent to represent the, the creator other up is to represent the the director's da yeah uh music yes so i wanted to <laughs> there's ask... a lot more music in this than i remember there's a lot more instrumental than you realize i think oh, okay is it all instrumental because i'm just looking at it like you got overture blah 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 you got scrooge room in your heart good king west claws i don't know Good thing Wenceslas did look out on the feast of Steve. Oh, okay, cheers. Wenceslas. Um, one more sleep till Christmas, Marley and Marley, Christmas past, chairman of the board, Bozzywig's party, when love is gone, it feels like Christmas, Christmas scat, bless us all, Christmas future, Christmas morning, thankful heart, finale, when love is gone. Yeah. So a lot of them are like little short wee jingles, isn't it? Yeah. Like the Christmas but scat. In my mind, very good songs. Like, um, when love is found, the finale is a great one. But thankful heart as well. I really am with a thankful heart. It's just this film just is. So, what's people's favorite song from this musical? Is my question. Uh... <laughs> if you had to pick one. And I know that will be harder for Jason because he doesn't have that attachment. And it will be hard I for don't... Jordan because he no. is attached. Jordan, Ooh, which one ahead. is it? Mine is Scrooge. Really? The opening? No. I, no, I love that opening number. I think it was so well done. And what about you, uh, Mr. Jason? 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 Sean Connell. Like I said, the only one I remember is Marty and Marty. Um, and that's because I heard, I've heard of it before. I think I, I kind of remember the, the Ghost of Christmas Presents song, just because mm-hmm. I thought yeah. he was so jolly. He was so jolly. I, I enjoyed his He's company. Santa. Yeah, I enjoyed his company. To be honest, I felt a bit sad when he was dying. We'll be honest. Oh, it is. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, so his song, whatever that one is, I thought it re- repeated though a bit. Maybe went on too long. I can't remember. I really didn't remember any of these songs, so I don't know. That one or Marley and Marley? I really love Marley and Marley because my um, best friend of the longest time, me and him always said we're the two grumpy old Muppets. Mm -hmm. So I have a very special place for this song in my heart because I I genuinely love those two Muppets. Mm -hmm. Because we're Marley and Marley. It was a lot of fun, that song, yeah. Mm. Did you guys remember, like, all the songs? I, I remembered all the songs. I don't know. I remembered them all in the... But Marley and Marley sticks out the most. And I will agree that some of the... They do fade a little bit, the songs, I think. Mm. Back into the mind. But you do... When you hit... When they come on, you do, like, go, oh, okay, I instantly know what song's coming or what this song is. It's not like... I've completely mm. forgotten this song was in this musical. You're like, oh, okay, I remember this completely now. Yeah, I, I, I think I wish I liked... It's, it's such a weird... I wish I liked this movie more. Um, mm. But it's weird because I did like it, but I just thought it was... I'm just so indifferent. I'm like, will I watch this again next year? Probably not. 
Am I happy I watched it and ticked that off my bucket list? Yeah, but maybe not now because I don't love it, so I might get hate for it. Um, I, I I have a feeling. Okay, I'm gonna. I have a theory. Your view of this film will change when you have kids. Probably. I know. Early, I know. Earlier, you said that. Would I watch it with them? Probably not. Would I put it on in the background and turn it up? I think when you have kids and when you watch it with them, it's going to completely change how you view it because then you're going to, if they love it, you're going to relate it to them. And that's the thing. Yeah. I think that's why with films like this, you do relate it to family because it is a family film. You go, oh, I watched that with so-and-so. I used to watch that all the time with, you know, for John, it was Um, his his, uh, grandparents. Yeah. So I I have a question for you both, just on the themes of family. Mm -hmm. Have either of your partners seen this film then? Yes. She loves it. She loves it so much. Yes, she has. I didn't get an opinion from her. She says that she's seen it before, but that's it. Get an opinion. We have time. Just be like, hey, opinion on this film right now. Need a name for her. Oh, yeah. Her name is Jolene. She didn't. Jolene. You know, Jolene. 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 Because I gave her a list. Pick one. And she hasn't got back to me. So I was like, well, it's going to be Jolene then. I didn't give I didn't give Judy a list. I just said, what do you want your name to be? <laughs> but the reason I gave her a list is because she's so indecisive. So it made it really easy. To... As is Judy. I should have given Judy a list. So then you can just pick one for them. Oh my God, I'm trying to search up for it. I keep typing in Jolene. So... <laughs> Jolene. Jolene. Well, that's her name. It's Jolene. Oh, you call, are you calling Jolene? <laughs> can you hear it? Yeah. I was actually calling This is the Vodafone voicemail service for... Ghosted. That didn't ring fully. She didn't answer that. Uh That wasn't all of the rings. She saw it and went, you was busy. Call her again. Keep calling her. We'll get that answer. Call her again. Just say, answer the phone. Just say, answer the phone. Just say it's important. Say it's important. We'll mute so she can't hear us. It's important to me. It's important to me. Hello? Hello, my love. Are you okay? (laughs) Yes. um, Just currently recording the podcast, Jolene. So you are being recorded right now. Okay. (laughs) Um, We wanted to know what your opinion of the Muppets Christmas Carol is. Um... I mean, I've not watched it for a long time, <laughs> but I like it. She likes it. Yeah, yeah, boy, I'm happy now. Okay. okay. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Love you too. Bye. Jolene's the best. Hold on, hold on. Do you want me to do it for Judy? Go on. No, oh, no, she's broken yeah. today. No, no, no. She's, she's fine. broken today, no, though. It's fine. It's fine. Hey, Bean. Yeah. You're you're on the podcast. We just we're doing this with our partners, Judy, uh, with our you know our other halves. Uh, we would like to know what is your opinion of the Muppets Christmas Carol? Do you like it? I. All right. Well, just in general, my favorite Christmas story, like of all time, is A Christmas Carol. Because it's spooky, 
and I and like Victorian, and we all know that I live for that. We do. So, including the Muppets, I mean, it's just iconic. I mean, it's not going to win an Oscar. It's the Muppets. It's and it's I, what year was it made? I think it was 1990. 92. 92. Okay, so it doesn't obviously it's not going to have like about a billion dollars poured into it. But it's amazing. I mean, it has so many bops. It's it's just so good. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You you're just making my point for me. You're amazing. <laughs> and this is why I'm marrying this woman. Yes, it is indeed. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. So, John, your turn. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, John, you call yours. <laughs> I know the title for this one. <laughs> Hello. Hello, unnamed partner beginning with J. <laughs> you are on a podcast now. <laughs> Hello. So we need your opinion on a Muppet's Christmas Carol. Oh, okay. You're watching Christmas films without me? Oh! Yes. <laughs> I know the title, the one where John gets in trouble. Okay, as soon as I get back, though, we are watching Christmas films. I don't care if it's January. <laughs> anyway, uh, partner with a name beginning with J that is unnamed. Joanne. No, no, <laughs> no, no. You realise my mum's name is I Joanne. did not know Please that. <laughs> that would be weird. This is not Alabama. <laughs> um, <laughs> Go on, what do you want my opinion on? A Muppet's Christmas Carol. What, just overall? Yes, your opinion. It's, it's nice, yeah, it's Christmassy. That means you don't like it as much as you should. Uh, I think this I relationship mean, can't continue. Goodbye. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I mean, stop. It's puppets, and you know how I feel about puppets. Um, it's the Muppets, so you can't really hate the Muppets. Good, good. So, you know, yeah, it's no. cute, it's Christmassy. Yeah, I, I forget. And it's also funny just hearing Kermit say lines from Christmas Carol. Yeah. <laughs> I forget that uh, my partner with a name beginning with J that is unnamed as of now <laughs> doesn't like um, puppets and that kills me inside like every day, just so everyone knows, because I love puppets. Sad noises. You're welcome. Sad Kermit. <laughs> Sad Kermit. I'm gonna. Oh no! Wait, we weren't no, doing no, an impression. Don't you do it? No impression. He didn't feel, do it. You guys feel? No, no, he feel. didn't do it. It just sounded like he was coughing and clearing his throat. He didn't actually get yeah, the word out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, bye, partner with the name beginning with J. Goodbye. Bye. Bye, guys. Have fun. Bye. bye. See, this section would have been really good at the beginning. Yes, it because would. I've said well, that, can't that. No, but because I've said that, no, I can't, can I? What? Yeah, we can, can. And then they can just be like, why is this at the beginning? Yeah. It's fine. I'll leave it at the end. I don't care. It requires we too know much the editing. Title, by the way, John, we have a title for this episode. What's that? The one where John gets in trouble. <laughs> did, did your unnamed J partner not know you were doing Christmas films? No. Oh. I told her we were. She don't listen. <laughs> Shall we move on to the summary? Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
It's time for a summary. It's time for a summary. It's time to summarize in five Muppety words. A classic, heartwarming family film. Mm, but it wasn't Muppety words, so... I couldn't think of anything Muppety. I think I wanted to give it the summary of what it is. It is just a classic, heartwarming film. Yep, I agree. I think that it does. It doesn't need to be muppetized in any, in any way. <laughs> Already scores on the boards, John. What's your score on the board? My score on the board is a ninety-three. Jordan, what is your score on the board? My score is a ninety-two. Um, Jason, what is your score on the board? Seventy. That's not as low as I thought really? it was going to okay. be, actually. Yeah, I thought, because you said it was average, I was I was expecting 50s. Yeah, when you were saying average, I was like, are we are we doing what our uni thought was average? And everyone going, wow, I did well when I got a 50. <laughs> I didn't want you guys to hate me, basically. <laughs> I still do. I could have I went lower, but I, did, I, I was like, I don't like the hit, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're the one that people need uh, to like. Yeah, you're the only one who is needed to be like yeah with my sweet sultry tone <laughs> sultry. so that is a total score of 85 which is a respectable score for this film oh i think that's really yeah. fair yeah. that is very fair i think the average is 70 something 76 77 we're right though we're right what are we reviewing next week next week we are doing there's the hint <laughs> It's Die Hard. The most die Christmas movie of all time that is not a Christmas movie. Top Gun. Yeah, I suppose Top Gun, because you mentioned that. Jordan mentioned that earlier. Yeah, yeah, no. Man, I can't wait to watch the new Top Gun when it comes out. Sorry, I'm going off on a quick tangent. I'm going to go watch it in 4D with the chairs moving. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be good. That'll be great. Um, so we're going to watch Die Hard, which would be fun. I haven't seen Die Hard in years. Yeah, I haven't. Um, I think we're going to really like it. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. We like action films, though. Yeah, but I think we're really going to like it. Yeah, I, I barely remember it. Yeah, I barely remember it. That's the I thing. do as I well. I've not seen this film in a good six, seven years, I think. No, no. Actually, I would have watched it about four or five years ago when I was watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Proper, oh yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, cool. So, John, where can they find us on socials? Well, you can find us on Facebook at Free Halves Make a Whole Podcast, or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the handle at Free Halves Pod. So, give us a like and come follow us and give our stuff a love. I'm rambling now. Goodbye. <laughs> and Jordan, what about me? <laughs> You're beautiful. Ah, it's true. Oh, that was, that was quick. That was really nice. <laughs> That's the most love I've felt off you guys ever. And now to use you. What else can they do for us? Uh, please leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts and leave a comment and we'll read it out. Also, you can send us a voice recording on Anchor and we'll respond. And last but not least, if you'd like to suggest a film, drop us a comment on Apple Podcasts, a voice note on Anchor, or a comment on any of our social medias. What do they need to do? Slide into those DMs, boy. <laughs> I I really wanted to get like merchandise or like just t-shirts of like just random quotes that we say. I mean, I've got on the bottom of my notes.
I'll say slide into our DMs. Slide into those DMs, boy. Because I am trash, and that is why. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> what, a, what a segue. Okay. Um, um, I, I have a thing before we go. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh. This is like talking to my parents. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> my joke isn't funny now. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, no. You can't. That's it. That's the best joke we're gonna get. <laughs> the build-up was almost done and then you just Oh, that joke was too funny. What was the joke anyway? No, it doesn't matter. No, no but I want no, to know. No, 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 no. You don't no, deserve to know not, now. No, they don't. It's not funny anymore. I'm cutting all this bit out anyway. I want to know. No, you'll put it in there at the end. You'll no, I can't. It's awful. Yes, you can. <laughs> it's you that's making the joke. Exactly. <laughs> You're the person allowed to, and by proxy, really. give us permission to. <laughs> I'm allowed. I'm private. <laughs> <laughs> this is private, but they oh. don't know who you are. I suppose ten listeners. Three of which are us. Three of us, which is not us. Oh, I'm one of them. Oh, that's cute. I'm not. I give it a listen just to make sure there's no audio f***ups. Thanks. Only recently. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys stay safe out there. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and we'll see you all next week. 